space. I'm Kim Crawl. I am reporting to you not live from my closet. Hi, everybody. Uh, hi. I am very, I don't know, tired out of it. I don't know. It's been a, I'm, I'm, my head is like kind of been hurting nonstop for like four days and it's starting to, whoa, shit. Uh, my mic thing, whole, uh, thing thing uh jesus christ uh my whole what is this called microphone i can't like think straight either like no matter how much advil or ibuprofen i take my head just hurts it sucks and i sprained my ankle i think i don't know i um i'm a mess uh it's like 4 p.m on wednesday when this comes out and i was very close to not doing it but i always feel pretty good after i do it right it always makes me it always makes me feel better, but yeah, I'm like super low energy today and I'm going to do my best to not make this boring. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did get good news, so I don't know if you've been following or keeping up, but I have my, uh, the lung doctor appointment. They finally set one like a month ago or a month and a half ago or something like that. And they set it for, uh, the 28th of March. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. That's a long time from now, but at least it's happening. Uh, they called me the other day and they were like, I mean, thank God they caught it. She was like, yeah, we don't even have an appointment day. We don't even, we don't, aren't even taking appointments that day. And I was like, oh, that would have really sucked if I waited all this time and like drove there and like was expected to get answers of some kind. But instead, they moved me to March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. And uh, yeah, so I in like two weeks, hopefully there will be some answers about my lungs. And then maybe we will tackle this whole fatigue and headache problem next. I don't know, man. I'm so tired. I have been working a lot. So I know that that's part of it. But like I used to, I don't know, pre-COVID, I used to work a lot all the time. And I was tired. I don't know. I know. I don't know. I'm trying to not... I've just got like, you know, when you're just overwhelmed and you've got a to-do list that's like six trillion miles long and you're like, man, this really doesn't seem like a fun thing to do. I just want to nap. That's how I feel right now. And then my whole running adventure. So I hurt my knees. I think I talked about this last week. I hurt my knees running. Um, apparently you can't just run. Apparently it's like, you can't just like get out there and run. You got to like, uh, you got to like get better shoes and like stretch and like get things like foam rollers and things that accommodate your age, like osteoporosis pills. I haven't gotten those yet, but I was told that I don't think it's osteoporosis. It's something about your bones and osteoporosis. I don't fucking know. Um, but so my knees were hurting really bad and I was told by my runner friends like, oh, you need to like rest them and my shoes. Oh man, my shoes. So I bought these shoes. I found like weirdly enough, like a time hop situation. No, it wasn't time hop, but I was looking up. Uh, I was trying to find old pictures of Jeff May and I. Uh, if you don't know this, I have a we have Patreon exclusive pot monthly co- podcast called. Ugh, fine, we have a podcast. Apparently, like a lot of people are loving it. So if you want to join my Patreon, uh, you can do that and get bonus episodes. I also talk about my sexual revolution. Um, you know, <laughs> my sexual revolution. Uh, last month, I talked about my bisexuality. I don't really consider myself bisexual, but I do not consider myself straight. I don't know more on that. If you want to listen to all about that, you can go on Patreon and uh, subscribe. But I was looking for old pictures of Jeff and I, cause I was wanting, I want to post those every time we release an episode. And I saw, I took a picture of my running shoes that I was running in 
when I got them because I was going to train for a marathon. I don't know why in the world, what planet I thought I would just go from never running to running a full fucking marathon in like three months, but I never did it. Uh, and I think what I remember, it was the knees. My knees really hurt, but I, those shoes, I bought those shoes like literally 12 years ago, 12 years ago. So, uh, my two running friends were like, yeah, you need like nice shoes. Like you can't, your shoes can't run more. You're like, they, like there's a certain number of miles your running shoes have until you have to get rid of them because there's just no support. And so it was like, okay, so I got that and I got a foam roller and I was stretching a lot and like staying off of it because my knees hurt really bad. But I did notice my ankle was really painful, but like, okay, so I don't, I grew up in a, and I don't know if this is relatable or not, or if this is another like episode of like, wow, Kim had a really fucked up childhood and this is another thing I didn't know. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it wasn't great that he did this, but I think a lot of people can relate. They say Irish and Catholic people do this a lot. I don't know. Um, I grew up in a walk it off family, right? Like if you like fell down and hurt yourself, your dad was like, walk it off. You're fine. Like I broke my thumb once and he told me to walk it off like peripheral, like, but you know, the peripheral proverbial walk it off. Um, my thumb still hurts if I hold it in one position for too long now. And so the problem with that is I have like a weirdly high pain tolerance. Like I'll like walk through anything just being like, ah, that's just beauty is pain, Sandy, you know? And so like, like when I broke my arm a couple of, or my wrist a couple of years ago, I didn't go to the ER for like three days. And then the ER doctor was like, wow, you have a really high pain tolerance. Like this is a break. Like you should be in a lot more pain. And I was like, oh no, I had a mean dad. So like, I don't know. So my ankle has really been hurting for the last like week. And I ran on it one day and I was like almost in tears when I had ran on it. I'm so frustrated guys. I'm just so fucking frustrated. Um, and, and that's, it, it sort of ebbs and flows with my body and this COVID shit and the frustration. Like, some days I'm like, oh, it's going to be fine. You lived and it's great. And you, you know, you're going to be okay. And they're going to find answers. And other days I'm like, why is like my head is hurting more than it doesn't hurt. And now my ankle hurts. And I, you know, I, so I have it iced. I'm staying off of it. And, but I'm just really disappointed because I was really enjoying running and I was really looking forward to it. I think if I, I think I should be able to start resume again next week. Um, I don't know, to be determined, but my TikTok goals are, TikTok's hard, man. It's not that hard. It's just like, you just, I don't know, for someone who sits in her closet every week and talks, and then I also talk for, you know, I can talk about anything to anyone, but it's just consistency in TikTok. So I'm back to the drawing board and a lot of this shit. And I'm just, and I think I would be okay if my head wasn't just pounding all the time and I just don't know what to do about it. Um, and I'm really frustrated. I don't even know what I was fucking saying. This was my fear coming in here that this was just going to be like a bummer of an episode. But I guess, I, I don't know. I want to share like the good and the bad because I know that if I just share the good, people don't, you know, um, it's not human. And I'm just feeling very human right now. And I, I just got in the closet and I was like, all right, five hours worth of work tonight. That's it. And then you can go to bed. I just got new sheets. I'm very excited about it. I need to wash them. So I'm, I'm feeling really overwhelmed because I have this, you know, to-do list a mile long, maybe seven miles long. I don't know. And the last few jobs I've worked haven't been as lucrative as were promised. So it's just, it's just like one of those, like, I don't know, I'm filling up my own cup still sort of situation. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I know that the best thing to do when you're feeling this overwhelmed and you have the massive to-do list is to chunk it down 
and just do one thing at a time. So right now, this is the one thing at a time I'm doing. Right now, I'm going to record Crawl Space. I am going to, for those of you who are on Patreon, uh, release each episode a week early. Uh, I've been promising week uh, uh, early episodes to Patreon subscribers, and I am not good at it. I've been very bad about my Patreon, but I'm getting better at it, guys. And uh, so... And then, yeah, I just want to clean my apartment. It's a new moon tonight. I don't know if you guys are this afternoon. It started or this morning. Oh my God, my head hurts. It just hurts so bad. I don't know how long we'll be able to do this for. Um, It's not like what's really funny about it is I'm used to it. So it's not like excruciating. It's just really hard to concentrate on anything. And I, oh boy, oh boy. Um, but the good news is I've wrapped my ankle and it's all iced up right now. And so it's, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's feeling better. And after this, I'm going to go put a load of laundry in and wash my new sheets. I got a duvet cover. I don't know if this is interesting at all, guys. We're going to do our best today. We're going to do, we're do our best every day. Um, I got a new duvet cover. I, because I have this comforter that I really loved that I bought last year. And if you have cats, you shouldn't get a lot of things that you really love because, well, your cat will destroy them. Um, and then also I want, it was 50-50 me, Henry, right? Like 50% Henry scratching up the comforter and like gnawing at or needing it. But like K-N-E-A-D-I-I-N-G, needing it. You know what I mean? Like, you know how the cats, when they love something, they like bake bread. I don't know. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't have a cat. But, uh, which is just like left all these claw marks all over this comforter. And then I also got lazy and washed it in a smaller washing machine, which made it like crumble up weird instead of, I don't know, or I dried it. I don't remember, but it's like a mess. So I got a duvet cover because I'm like, oh, I could just, that way I don't, you know, you don't spend a bunch of money on a thing. I don't, guys, I'm, let's take a deep breath. Let's take a deep breath. I went to Disneyland a couple of days ago. That was really fun. I, uh, yeah, my ankle was not doing well then either. We, we left, we left around like six and I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. My ankle is throbbing. Um, so that probably didn't help because I bartended a rave all weekend and then I went to Disneyland, uh, which is so cool. Um, well, it's really fun. So my buddy, Mike, he, uh, he, he works for Disney. I'm still unclear what he does. And he knows that. He knows I'm very unclear what he does. Because every time I ask him, I'm like, I feel like too much time has passed. Like, you know when you've been friends with someone for a really long time and you're like, what was your last name again? Uh, this happened with my friend um, Katie when when her baby was born, uh, when her, her son was born. Um, they all, they all thought I should know the, the kid's name because it was, it's her husband's middle name. And I was like, how would I know Dave's middle name? And I was like, I don't even know Katie's middle name. And Katie was like, you don't. And I was like, wait, do you know mine? And she knew mine guys. Now her, her name is saved. Her full name is saved in my phone. But like, it's like one of those things where like too much time has passed. So you can be like, yo, what's your last name? I mean, I obviously know her last name, but you know, like a very important piece of information about a friend of yours and like way too much time has passed for you to ask them that that's Mike and his job. He explained it. I told him this to uh, on Monday and he explained to me again and I'm like, yeah, real human jobs are an anomaly to me, right? Like I don't under, like if you have a real job and you explain, I'm just like, I just imagine you use a stapler a lot and you are really good at Excel. That is, and and you know what? I bet if you have a real job, you're thinking, yeah, both of those things are true. Um, I want to learn Excel actually. But so my buddy Mike works for Disney, so he gets in for free. So we went in on Monday 
and it was so fun. So we went with his two friends and their kids and the kids, they got them fast passes, but they don't have fast passes the way they did fast passes, the way I'm saying it, the, the way they did before COVID, before COVID, you just buy, I guess, like one fast pass and then you'd get to get in the fast pay, pass lane all day. Or you would, I guess they do something called a genie now, which is unclear because we didn't get it. I was like, is it worth it? And Mike was like, not really. So we didn't get it. But what we did do, we were talking about this on the way there about the, the, concept of acting like you belong somewhere, right? Just having the confidence and like, I belong here. And that works with anything. I mean, that worked when I was like a young 20 something going into clubs. If I was, if I was like nervous and like the VIP line, I wouldn't get in. But if it was just like, yeah, I'm hot and I'm supposed to be here. So why wouldn't you let me in? I'd always get in. And Mike told a story about how he's been able to get into like uh, this band, this band's yearly something. I'm really bad at specifics guys. I'm really sorry. My, my head is like pump, 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 but it's been doing that for like 48 hours and I can't just lay down and do nothing ever again. Cause my body's fucked up from having COVID-19. I've never used the full thing COVID-19. Um, but, but yeah, he like, he's like, he, he, he got it. He's gotten in to see the same band every year at the same place because he just acts like he belongs there. And then they just like let him in and shit. And so, and it's just such an interesting like lesson in life too. Cause it's like, I remember like mid, like the beginning of, you know, mid 2020. So like, you know, early on in the pandemic, I still, is anyone else very confused where we're at in the pandemic? Like we're not wearing masks anymore. I went to a place today and I wore a mask and half the people were wearing masks and half weren't. And at Disneyland, uh, Mike's friend, I put on a mask when we went inside and she was like, well, I'm vaxxed. And I was like, me too. And she was like, well, we don't have to wear them. And I, and I was just like, and I was, and she wasn't like, you don't have to wear it. She wasn't being an asshole or anything. And I didn't say it in an asshole way either back, but it was just like, I think we're all just going to have to get comfortable where people's boundaries are as we like maneuver through this thing. You know what I mean? Like some people are going to be more comfortable doing this. Some people are not going to be comfortable doing this. And I think like, yeah, and that's what he said to her. I was just like, well, I mean, I feel more comfortable wearing a mask while we're like indoors like this. And that lifted throughout the day because it was outside and it was hot and you know, I, I am vaxxed and whatever, but I just, I, and she was like, okay, yeah. And she had one of the kids that was with her. That was like her kid's uh, friend. Uh, he wore a mask and they were like, you don't have to. And he was like, yeah, I know I want to. And it's just, yeah, it's just like, I think we're just gonna have to get used to, but so the concept of like, so mid uh, beginning of panda, I don't know, mid June or mid 2020, I don't know the timeline or how to call it, but like in the beginning of COVID, but it was like when we were all starting to get used to it. So I went to this meeting with my manager friend who was uh, wanting to do this like charity show where I was going to host it. And it, and it was, I was in this big room with like, you know, these like huge dudes, not huge, like physically, but huge, like in, in the industry. And they were talking about, and un unfortunately if it didn't ever, it didn't end up happening because of COVID. I think I got COVID pretty quickly afterwards and then everything shut down for a while. But like, but you know, and, and that's such as business, uh, show business. Some things don't go through. You just keep swimming, right? I needed to hear that for myself. You just keep fucking swimming. And, uh, but I remember sitting in there and they're talking about how they're going to build this whole show around me and how it's, it's going to pay me a lot. And we're also going to raise a lot of money for sexual, uh, se sex trafficking victims, which is like, you know, right up my alley. Like, should I want to do with my life? Tell, you know, tell, that's my like 
tagline to my whole life is like tell stories, help a lot of people and make a shit ton of money doing it. Right. Like that's my like, that's if you ask what my like thesis of my life is, that's what I want. And so, uh, but I'm sitting there and I like paused and I looked around the room and all these like powerhouse people who are, you know, like changing the world and big in this industry. And I thought, oh my God, I know sometimes you don't feel like you belong here, but you belong here. And it's like, act as if you belong here because you do. And, and I had a friend who opened for Marine, uh, Bamford. What the fuck's her first name? Oh my God. My head hurts so bad. This is a nightmare. And I just took 800 milligrams of ibuprofen. So I'm not able to take any. I took like the max. I can't take any more and for like three more hours. Uh, but Maria Bamford, Jesus, uh, Maria Bamford, you might not even know who that is. She's a, a stand-up comedian, a pretty big one. And, uh, but my friend was opening for her and she was sitting in the green room with her and she just kept saying, I belong here. I belong here. I belong here. Like to herself, you know, you just act as if you belong there. And it was such a weird like Disneyland. So we decided to try the roller coaster, dude. I, the, the, the Incredibles roller coaster. So we went to the California adventures, the adult side. And, um, I haven't ridden a, a real roller coaster and I'm going to say like 10 years, maybe longer, at least 10 years. Guys, I cried. <laughs> I felt so many emotions. I was laughing and then I started crying and then I was screaming and not like crying, like sad or scared. I just got really like moved. I have no idea. All I know is I cried. I was not expecting that. My friend brought this dude with him. Uh, so this couple, but they weren't a couple. Uh, and the guy was like, cool and attractive but then I got off the roller coaster and I had to admit that I was crying because my mascara was running and he was like what are you crying about I was like this isn't ever gonna you're never gonna be like hey I should ask that girl out are you and he did not um they did leave though without us saying goodbye because we were in line whatever so maybe he would have probably not but I did cry on that roller coaster but the roller coaster itself the line not the itself but the roller coaster's line was like I don't know. It was like two hour wait, right? It was like, like it was, I don't know. It was like nine over 90 minutes, like 165 minutes or some shit like that. It was so long. And then the fast pass was like 15 minutes. And so my buddy and I, his friends were like, yeah, we just went to the fast pass and just like walked like we belonged there and no one stopped us. And I don't know, this may upset some people because I guess it's technically stealing, but not really because like Disneyland just makes so much money. I'm surprised they don't charge us to go to the bathroom, right? And so we walked up and we, we you have to put your little phone into this hole and it lights up green, but he just like kind of briefly did it and then we just walked on and I was like, oh my God, I've never felt so alive. I've never felt so alive. It's like that time I accidentally stole a yoga mat and then after that, I would just steal for fun because it would make me feel alive. I'm just kidding. But I did accidentally steal my yoga mat and a, a, a black nail polish in two different settings. I stole the yoga mat. I bought this like Ottoman like 15 years ago. Um, Ottoman's like one of those things that has that you open it up and you like, it's like a coffee table or like a seat that has like storage in it. Right. I don't know if it's called an Ottoman, but I, I bought one of those. And I bought it and then I took it home. And when I got home, there was a brand new yoga mat in there. So somebody had put a yoga mat in there and then changed their mind. And it's really funny. I posted about it on Facebook and was like, oh, I accidentally stole a yoga mat. Should I return it? 
and pay for it or what should I do? The yoga mat, by the way, was like $14.99. It wasn't like a $400 item. And this was a massive corporation. It's not like I stole a person's um, yoga mat, right? I posted that on Facebook and you would think that I stole a baby. Like it was like 200 comments about the karma that'll come my way and all this. And it's not like, but it was like half and a half the karma that'll come my way. And then also good for you, girl, keep that yoga mat, take it as a sign to get into yoga. Uh, but it, like the people who really thought that I should return the yoga mat were like really serious about how there would be a special place in hell for me if I didn't return that yoga mat. I did not return the yoga mat. I use that yoga mat currently now and I've never looked back nor have I regretted accidentally stealing. I didn't do it on purpose. I used to steal all the time for fun in high school. Um, how did we get here? Oh, right. So we're not stealing from anybody, but man, man alive. And then the second ride... What was the second ride where we tried it on? We did it on three rides and we just walked up. We did the Tower of Terror or whatever it's called now. Now it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. And we walked in and we, we, so we got to ride these like rides and we just acted like we belonged. We like manifested that shit. Do you want to go back to the stealing? I don't know if I ever told you guys about the shoplifting. Oh man. I don't know where it began. I mean, when you're like back in the day, like back in the nineties or eight, like late eighty, I'm sure before, you know, back in the nineties. So before the nineties too, my God, my leg hurts so bad. You guys, um, I just can't get comfortable. I might rip my, my ankle. I think I tweaked it running and then I walked on it for too long. And here we are now. We're just, we got it wrapped up and bartending all weekend again. So hopefully it's better by, oh, but it's not sprained. I don't feel like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I, and, and it's like, if you go to the doctor, our doctors are just so, uh, the medical healthcare system here is just ridiculous. Like if I go to the doctor, they'll be like, well, it's not broken. Obviously it's not broken. They'll just tell me to ice it, wrap it, elevate it and stay off of it. And that's what I'm doing now. If it doesn't get better by Monday, I'll go to the doctor. How's that? Do you just go to like urgent care? I don't even know. You know what I mean? So yeah, in high school, yeah, so like in the 90s, like cigarette, and but before, I don't know when cigarettes started being behind the counter, but cigarettes used to be pretty accessible out in the store. So I, I was stealing cigarettes like in junior high. I mean, and uh, you know, I, I can say I was, I always had a friend that I would make do it. Aspen, my friend Aspen was always really, my friend Aspen was so good at stealing, dude. She was the one I ended up stealing with in high school. I mean, so good. Like a fucking mastermind. I think about it often. Like she would just like, like we, I, this is before I, like she taught me how to steal. We'd be sitting there. And let me also preface that Aspen and I were pretty good girls, like outside of everything, right? Like besides the stealing, like we never really, we never drank or went to parties. We played dolls in Peter Pants until we were like 16, right? And then, and, and then after that, we like, we try to sleep weird places, you know, like we never, we weren't like, oh, we're doing boys or what I'm doing, you know what I mean? But we were like pretty good kids. So this was like our only like bad thing we did. But she's the one I think who taught me how to steal. Like, so we'd be like, we'd be at, at a store and she'd be looking at something. And then I, you know, I'd be with her or whatever. And then we'd walk out and like three blocks away, she'd pull out the thing from her purse that she was looking at. And I'm like, how the fuck you do that? She's like, I do it all the time. I'm like you steal all the time. She's like, yeah. you want me to show you how? And I was like, fuck yeah. I want you to show you how. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story. This story is wild. So we 
we start like, I mean, we would do it in and out, like sometimes, you know, off and on. I didn't do it very often until we got to high school, senior year in high school. We used to do it all the time. And she, she ended up moving out of her parents' house when she was, I think she got emancipated. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I know she moved out. Um, before she was 18 and I think it was legal like I think they like she got legally emancipated from her parents why I now I have no idea like because she had a she had pretty nice parents so I don't really know what was going on there Um, I'm sure I did at the time but you know the years have erased some of my memories Um, and so she was living in this apartment she was living in this apartment with this guy, Matt, who I think became her boyfriend at one point. And I think he ended up like, I don't know, he was in high school too. And he had this red Corvette and he was so nerdy. And we used to borrow that red Corvette to like drive around. I don't know if anybody else had this in their towns. We were like, we grew up in Littleton, which was like a suburb of Denver. And another suburb of Denver is called Arvada. I think it was in Arvada. There's something called the Strip. Not like the Las Vegas Strip, but it was like the row. You know, like I, a lot of small towns will drag Maine. We, you just like a, a lot of high school kids would go up to the Strip and it was like a circle around Arvada and you would just drive your car around and talk to people from other schools. <laughs> this sounds so weird now. But, and no one from our school did it. And I think it's because I made friends with this girl from Arvada High School, Arvada West, whatever. And she would do it. So we started doing it. And then we'd borrow her boyfriend's court like Corvette, this like red Corvette. I cannot believe that guy let Aspen borrow that Corvette. But, and, and, you know, in hindsight, he might not have, she might've just taken it without asking. I have no idea. Um, but we used to drive around that thing and, you know, you, you talk to boys and then, you know, it, the, the, the goal would be to meet a group of boys with the amount of girls, boys, the amount of girls that were in your car, or they would invite you to like a party and then you'd go to a party and you'd hang out all night with these boys and like make out or whatever. But me and my friends were not normal individuals. So we, my friend Catherine started coming around and we were like, we should see. And and she was really cute. And I was starting to get cute. I wasn't as cute as her yet, but like we would try and see how weird we could be before we scare these guys off. And so one night, Aspen picks us up and we're in this like crazy outfit. I'll just never forget that. Catherine had this like romper, this like pant romper that was made out of, I think, uh, a leopard print. Um, and it was before people wore rompers, right? No one was wearing rompers. She had this big gold belt and then a turby twist, which is like a tiny towel you wrap your wet hair up in that was teal. And she had these big sunglasses on. <laughs> so good. And so we would try and like, we'd like drive around and be like, hi and then we'd get out and then we'd then we'd try to say see how like ridiculous of shit we could say until they got like they like that the, the, the idea was that boys would do anything if there was a potential to like make out or hang out with pretty girls and the funny thing is is now I'm almost 40 and men are still that way you know what I like it's just like they'll put up with almost anything if there's a shot they might get their dick touched it's so wild and I and we knew it then but we didn't understand that this is how life was how life is it's not just 16 year old boys it's 50 year old men too right and so we would, I mean, we would do this all the time. We would go to this place called Funplex, which was like uh, Dave and Buster's. We got kicked out of that place a lot. Um, it was always kind of the goal to get kicked out. We would be like, all right, tonight we're going to go in and unplug all the video games. That one was fun. We just walked around and unplugged all the video games. Um, but 
what was I going with that? Oh yeah. So we would walk around that place and a lot of kids from other schools would be there and we'd like start talking to dudes and we'd be like, we'd be like, yeah, I am. And we come up with like stupid names. I, for one night, a whole night, my name was Jonathan and people were like, Oh, do people call you Johnny or is it a family name? And I'm like, no, just Jonathan. And I remember one of those boys called because I first told my name was Buffy and they didn't believe me. And then I was like, okay, well, this is embarrassing. My name is actually Jonathan. And um, I feel like I sound drunk. I'm not. I promise. My head just hurts so bad. (laughs) It's not funny. It's just like, I don't even know what to do at this point. It's just like everything hurts all the time. It's so frustrating. I did cry in a Whole Foods parking lot this morning. So I'm not all aces, but you know, the the crying actually felt good. And then I got home and I iced my leg and then I napped for four hours. So um, I'm trying to take care of myself, man, and not be totally overwhelmed by this fucking to-do list. But uh, what was I even saying? Oh, yeah. So we give this kid, we give these guys my number and we get home and they never call. Right. And you're not shocked because we were so weird. And then like a few days later, I'm sitting watching TV and my dad is like, uh, no, you have the right. He answers the phone. He's like, you have the wrong phone. You got the wrong number. What? (sighs) Hold on. And then he looks at me and he goes, did you tell some kid your name was Buffy and or Jonathan? I was like, oh yeah, I'll take that phone call upstairs. Um, And so they did call. I don't know if anything ever came from it, but our goal was always just to see how fucking weird we could be before these dudes. And you would, and I mean, I know most of you, I know, I would believe it now, but back then I couldn't believe it. Uh, A lot. We could get away with a lot. Uh, We used to walk around with a piece of paper. And we would ask boys for their phone number and then they'd be like, yeah, of course. And we'd pull out this piece of paper that was the same paper that we got all of the other boys numbers on. So it had like at one point it was like so full. We were like, oh, okay, it looks like there's a spot right there. Just put your name there. And every single one of them would be like, um, okay. And they'd write down their number. Wouldn't you be like, no, I'm good. Like, like, I I don't know. But so, uh, what was I talking about? Strip. Oh, so one time we were, we were driving around the strip and these guys were, and then what you would do, it sounds so dangerous now. These boys would be like, Hey, you girls are cute at like a stoplight. And we'd be like, thanks. You are too. They'd be like, you want to pull off into the Taco Bell real quick and we'll talk. And you're like, yeah, I do. And then we'd pull off into the Taco Bell or whatever. There's Taco Bell. There's a couple gas stations, whatever the next like stopping point was, that's where they would tell us to meet them. And then we'd pull up. And you'd get out and you'd talk and normally we'd get numbers or they invite you to a party or something. I don't know. So weird. God, I am so glad I am not that age anymore. I did have somebody ask a really interesting question. If you, if someone came down and they were like, hey, you can either get $10 million in cash right now or you can start this life over with every single piece of knowledge you have right now. Like, which would you do? I would start over with a piece of knowledge I have now, but I was, I was bartending, like I said, at the rave this weekend. And most of the people that I asked that to, I, I was asking bartenders, not, not it's too loud to, and people are too high to ask anybody at the rave that question. But, but I was like, and all of them said they'd take $10 million right now. Really? I had a really bad childhood and I would go back in that childhood if I could, if I, if I could start over, I don't, like I've said before, I don't fuck with regrets. So I don't look back on regrets, but like, you know, how popular in high school I would be with all the knowledge I have now. <sighs> I still wouldn't have any of the teeth. It'd still be flat chested, but man, oh man, I don't know. Um, so one time 
we pull up, we're like, oh, you girls are cute. And we're like, thank you so much. And they're like, let's meet up at the Taco Bell. So we pull up to the Taco Bell. Catherine, I think Aspen was with us this time. Maybe Stephanie. There was an, I remember Naked Checkers. She was with us too. So I think it was us four. And so we pull up and we're like, all right. As soon as they, we stop, everyone run out of the car and run 10 feet away from the car, screaming bloody murder like you're covered in bees and don't stop until they leave. <laughs> and we did. We all got out and we ran and we like screamed and screamed and acted like we were covered in bees. And it took like maybe like 10 minutes and then they drove away. And then we laughed and we laughed. And one of us, probably me, Peter Pants. Um, so yeah, we, so we took Matt, uh, her Aspen's roommate slash boyfriend. Uh, we took his Corvette up there a lot and we really, and that could only be Aspen and I, cause it was like a two seater, but man, oh man, we, we got a lot of boys to pull over at the Taco Bell with that Corvette <laughs> and never when we were like, Oh, it's her boyfriends that she may or may not have asked permission to use. Um, but so she lived in this apartment complex, uh, and you know, away kind of far from our high school in like a different neighborhood. And, uh, I'm yawning. Sorry. Um, and so we, we would, uh, oh man, I got to tell the Taco Bell story. That'll be the poop scoop for today. It's not, it's pee, not poop. And she may kill me for this, but whatever. Um, we, uh, uh, I won't tell you her name. It's one of the four girls I just mentioned, but I won't tell you which one. So we, you know, so she lived in this thing and there was this little boy who was an only child living in this apartment and we would shoplift all the time. And the way that we justified our shoplifting, because this little boy had like one toy we think he played with. I mean, or we made that up. Who knows? We, I mean, we, we thought that he, he always seemed to only have one toy and not very much. So we would always steal stuff for him. We'd steal him toys and his whole face would light up and he loved us. And we were like, yeah, well, at least we're stealing for other people too. So we used to steal all the time. I mean, to the point where it was like, oh man, it was bad. And it was like the only bad thing, at least that, yeah, the only bad thing we were really ever doing. I mean, for Christ's sake, we dressed up in like dopey costumes and tried to scare away boys. We weren't having sex by any stretch of the mind, you know, like we weren't doing anything. Hi, baby. And my cat just came over to say hello. Um, he didn't actually come over to say hello. He walked by. He, he, he ignored me completely. Um, but so we used to, so we used to, it got so out of hand. Like it was literally like, do you want to go shopping after school every day? And we would just, and we didn't steal anything. Like I still have these best friend frames that you would get at like Claire's Boutique just because they remind me of those days. And it was just, it, you know, oh man. So we would go to Claire's, we go to Bed Bath and Bo Bath and Body Works, Victoria's Secret. There was this little anime store that sold like cute little pens and pencils and just like little trinkets. We stole from them a lot. And then one fateful afternoon, like all criminals, we eventually got caught. So one afternoon, we were at Bath Bath and Body Works and we were stealing. And it was me, Stephanie, and Aspen. We were stealing. Um, oh man, we, and we'd already hit like all the other stores. So our bags were like just full of like stolen shit. Right. And, uh, and this woman at Bath and Body Works comes over and she goes, come with me and grabs us three. And she's like, I've been watching you guys steal for the better part of an hour, but for, for a better part of a half hour, I know what you're doing. You, I'm going to call security. So she goes on the other side of the counter and Stephanie and Aspen and I whisper, I whisper, should we run? And Aspen's like, yeah, we should run. 
like, all right, let's run. So Aspen and I take off running. I don't think to this day I've ever ran harder and faster in my life. My mouth was so dry. We ran all the way out of that mall, all the way out of the parking lot, all the way to the back parking lot to like the bank next door. Like we ran like a mile, like fast as fuck. And we turned around and Stephanie was gone. Stephanie stayed behind and gave her all of our information. And it's funny because I had a probation officer, the probation officer, the cop, my dad, it's all said, all Stephanie had to do was say, what are you a cop and run off to like, we didn't like, if you get caught shoplifting, that person has zero like jurisdiction to like hold you in the store until like security or cops come or whatever. And so she gives so we go to Aspen's apartment and we're like so scared, right? Because we can't find Stephanie. We go to Aspen's apartment. We're so scared. And we and, and like an hour later, Stephanie shows up and we're like, what happened? And she's like, I'm sorry, guys. They made me tell or I was going to have to tell on myself. And I, I don't think she never got in trouble. I don't know if she didn't have anything on her or if they were basically like, yo, if you give us, if you give us the fucking, you know, you give us the thing. I don't know. I don't know what I'm, if you give us, you know, their information, we'll let you go. So we were like, all right, what are we going to do? And we had outdoor lab council or something. We had some kind of thing like where we were like teachers that like a meeting for teachers when we were outdoor lab counselors, which is like a week that sixth graders go up to like the mountains and high school seniors, like are there like counselors for the week? And so we had like that meeting. So we were trying to figure out what to do because we knew it was only a matter of time before these people called my dad. Aspen was emancipated and at this point, 18. So we thought for sure she was going to get like in way more trouble than I was because I was 17. And so we were trying to figure out what to do. I don't think I've ever felt more anxiety in my life. So we go to my house and we walk inside and my dad was a really, really mean guy. He was a scary man. You never wanted to be in trouble with him. He was like on top of everything else that, that he was, he was, he was really scary. And, uh, so we came up with this lie. I was, we were like, we were, we were standing in the mall after school and these girls, these young girls, like junior high girls came up to us with like two big bags full of stuff. And they asked us if we would hold it for them. And so we, we said yes. And then we were standing there holding these bags of like stolen shit, even though we didn't know it was stolen. And we were like, where did they go? And we wanted to go into Bath and Body Works, which was just right there. So we decided to go in and then we, you know, that's when the woman grabbed us and she, and that's when she found all the stolen stuff on us. Cause some girls gave us the stolen bag. Truthfully, like now in hindsight, I don't know why the fuck we thought that was so brilliant, but man, we thought that was brilliant. Like it was like, yep, that's, that's the lie. And so we, we, uh, my dad was like, okay, if that is the case, I'm going to go to the mall right now and I'm going to ask them. And we were like, oh, okay. And it was like five hours later. It's a miracle that fucking woman was still there. But we were like, oh, okay. And he's like, Aspen, go home. Kimberly, stay here. And he leaves and Aspen and I are sitting there. And dude, we thought about moving to Mexico. We thought, you know, dual suicide. We we're like, we'll just kill each other. Murder, suicide, right? Like we we're like something. Or let's hop in the car and just move to Mexico. Like it was so, it's so funny now. Cause it was like probably like $70 worth of like, bath work, bath and body work stuff. Like it wasn't like we didn't steal like a car or anything, but we, uh, we go, we go to, um, so she leaves and then my dad comes home and he was like, well, 
that woman walked around and got all the witnesses from all the stores of your stolen stuff. And they all described you in Aspen to the T. They didn't describe Stephanie. They described you two. So you either keep lying or tell the truth. Keep lying. You know, parents are like, it's going to be worse for you if you keep lying. Part of me is like, man, if I would have just stuck to that story, what would he have done? Like he couldn't, have, you know what I mean? Like if I would have just stuck to the story, cause I was like, yeah, I stole, I stole and I cried and I cried. And he was like, I can't even look at you. You're grounded indefinitely. He didn't talk to me for like, I'm going to say a whole week, like literally nothing at all. I mean, we didn't talk much to begin with, you know, but, but he, he, yeah, at all, like if, except for to be like dinner's ready. And, uh, and then he would leave. I mean, he did that a lot too, but it was just an excruciating couple of weeks. And so a week later, I remember it was a Wednesday night, a probate, a, a cop comes to the door and he sits me down and he explains what's going to happen to me. I am going to go get a psych eval. Uh, I am going to have, I'm going to be on probation for three months. I have to check in with this probation officer every week for three months. Um, and I can't get in trouble and I have to do like 40 hours of like community service or some shit, right? Like it was like, and I had to go to petty theft class. Aspen just had to go to petty theft class. The 18 year old adult just had to go to petty theft class. There's more on that later, which oh, I guess I did. I did use her name, whatever. It's all out there anyway. She, I, I hope whatever, uh, whatever. Um, we were minors basically, but so, uh, she just had to go to petty theft class and I found out years later, my dad said he met the cop in the driveway and was like, what are you going to do to her? And the cop was like, eh, I'm just going to scare her a little. Then I'm going to go home. And my dad was like, no, you're going to scare her to the fullest extent of the law. Everything you're allowed to do to my daughter, you do it. And then he laughed. My fucking dad, man, he was mean, dude. He was like, he laughed and he goes, I don't think the cop wanted to do any of that. He knew how much paperwork that was going to be. And he was annoyed that I was making him do the paperwork. And I was like, dad, I had to sit in like a two hour, like psych eval. It was really traumatic. Like I was never going to steal again. I still get guilt feelings when I go into stores because of that whole fiasco 20 years later. Like, I was like, I was never going to steal again. He's like, well, we'll never know now. And I'm like, I had to like, like, I like didn't sleep. And then I also, the, the community service, I, I cleaned the YMC, like the local YMCA. And the guy who was in charge of me was like one of the creepiest men I've ever met in my life. I'm saying that to my father, who is also one of the, but you know, hands down the creepiest man I ever met in my life. And, uh, but yeah, I was like, it was a horrible experience. It was extremely traumatic. Like it wasn't like, like I, like the guy watched my ass while I cleaned the floors and he's like, well, you never stole again. Did you like, I did like two hours psych about where they asked me like, I don't know if I wanted to be a florist 16 different ways. And, um, where did I get that from? That's Buffy. But, uh, but yeah, so then, then we went to petty theft class. And Aspen and I, we made so many friends. The two of us were always just kind of fun and people, you know, I honestly think that if we weren't so nerdy, like starting out, if we were cute starting out, we would have been way more popular. But because we were so nerdy going into high school, I, I bet we would have been cooler. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. We did play dolls and Peter Pants for quite some time, but everywhere we went, we made so many friends. So we made, we loved petty theft class. We left and my dad was like, you're not supposed to like it. And we're like, we made a lot of friends. It was fun. I remember one kid got, was in there because he stole a bunch of bales of hay in his like farm town. And we're like, man, we just stole like lipstick and anime erasers. Um, but the, the, the funny kind of sad thing years later, so like 
I'm gonna say five years ago, Aspen reaches out to me and she goes, Hey, this is out of the blue, but do you have, do you happen to have, uh, any sort of proof that you and I were in that petty theft class? And I was like, like, from like when we were 17 and she's like, yeah. So apparently they never wrote down that she, that she, uh, like the, the record was never like put in, it was never put into record that she took this class. So there was like an outstanding ar- arrest warrant for her for like 10 years, which is wild. Cause she went into the military. She's a teacher. Like she, like she did a lot of stuff that required like background checks, but they never like that always just like somehow gl- like flew under the radar. She owned guns, but then she went and was buying a gun. Like, I don't know, like five or six years ago, she lives in Colorado, a small town. So there, and she was military police. So, you know, she was buying a gun and she lives alone, whatever. I don't have to, it's a free country. Um, I don't, she wasn't a Trumper is all I'm saying. Um, but she, uh, she was trying to buy a gun and they were doing the the background check. And then in her small ass town, they like they flagged the background check that she had an uh, outstanding warrant. And so they came back and they grabbed, they took her stuff and they arrested her. And, um, I mean, I thought that was very funny. She's like, it's, it was not funny. And I'm like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's funny that like you stole lipstick and then you weren't allowed to buy a gun, but like this, but, and it got, ended up getting cute, like taken care of. Like her lawyer contacted me. I wrote like a signed affidavit or something. I like, it was like a, or yeah, is it affidavit? I don't know. My head hurts. Um, every time I say something dumb, I'm just going to blame it on my head. Uh, but that said that like we were both in the petty theft class together and which is kind of weird because I do save everything. I'm shocked. I don't have some sort of proof that we were in that class together. But so she ended up being fine. M- like six months after we got caught stealing, I was working at Target. We had jobs, by the way. I think we were both working at Target when we got caught shoplifting. Um, but we were, I was working at Target and the woman from Bath and Body Works comes in my line and we both just stare at each other. And she was like, how are you? And she was like, it was so awkward. And I was like, I'm okay. How are you? She's like, I'm fine. And then we just like looked at each other and she stormed away. And now as an adult, like then I was like, that woman hates me. Now as an adult, that woman was probably like 21 and probably felt just as fucking weird about that. No, she was pretty self-righteous about the stealing thing. Like she was like, she was acting like she owned Bath and Body Works. Oh, my, my brace just fell off. Um, she was acting like she owned Bath and Body Works the way she was like angry that we stole those lipsticks. Um, but, but yeah, that's the petty theft. I don't remember what, my, oh, cause I stole that yoga mat I still use. Do you guys think I should have returned that yoga mat? I mean, now it's like a 10 year old mat and I've gotten the use out of it and I love it. And then another time I was, I had this modeling, like a, um, a runway show that the guy wanted our nails to be black. Um, and it was like early in my modeling days, like they should have paid for it for sure. But like, it was just like, just paint your nails black for this thing. And I was like, okay. So I went to the store to get black nail polish and a couple of other things. And I put the black nail polish in the hand with my keys and I stole it on accident. And I walked out to the parking lot. I got to the parking lot and I noticed, and I thought, do I turn around and pay for this? And then I was like, nah, who cares? And then I drove. I didn't ask Facebook if I should return it though. Cause there was already like a dozen people who thought that I sh- like literally thought I was going to hell. They were like, they were like, I mean, whatever you want to do, but that's your karma. The yoga mat from the massive corporation I accidentally stole. Like I didn't like steal a child or something or like go into someone's home. One time I did steal something from someone's home and I have guilt over it now and I would have returned it, but I was a drunk college kid and I don't remember where I was. Um, we were at a party and I still have it. 
Oh, I was in a, the bathroom. Two more stealing stories. Wow, I'm a criminal. Um, I'm not, and I don't steal just to feel alive, but I have stolen a lot in my life. I, I never realize how much I have until I sit in a uh, situation like this, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. So we're at a party at someone's house, like a house party in college. I was in the kitchen and uh, there was a magnet, uh, a cute homemade magnet that had a frog on it drinking a little thing. And it said, how can I be so thirsty this morning when I drank so much last night? And I don't know what came over me. I just looked at it and was like, I have to have that. I took it off the refrigerator, put it in my pocket. And then the next day I woke up with it and I was like, oh man, you gotta, I don't know what house I was at last night. And I wish, I wish, oh, I wish I could have. I would have taken it back, but I still have it. And that's the only time I've ever stolen anything from someone's home. That's a lie. Okay. I think I told this story early on in crawl space, but we're going to tell it again. So I, uh, my friend Jenny and I would go to parties, right? And I lived in this fraternity. Um, I lived like with the fraternity, not in their house. Like each of the frat houses on my campus had like two houses. Like one was like the frat house. And then there was like a couple, they had a couple that was like the fraternity guys like lived in there and they like had parties at those houses because they weren't allowed to have parties at their house or they couldn't have parties that weren't, that were more than just their fraternity at the actual frat house. There was something about being a dry campus. I can't remember the explanation, but I lived in one of the houses that they had parties at. And so I got really close to these guys and the summer I moved uh, the su- the summer after I dropped out I was there for I was there partying for a weekend with my friend Jenny and we knew where all the boys had moved to right a bunch of them had moved into this big house uh and so on our way to this party we were going to we decided to stop at their house we like knock on the door no one answers and it's a small town in Colorado so we open the door we go in and no one's there so we like you know we go downstairs we hang out in Ross Holder's bedroom we're like played on his computer we take a couple shot glasses we take one of their paddles you know we're like and then we go in the kitchen we eat a bunch of chips we go up to Randy and Cody's area we're like I mean I just like we're like in this house right like we're in there for like an hour and we take a bunch of shit like and it, for, to us we're like oh it's just a prank and it's funny we'll give it back later or whatever right and so we're like take a bunch of shit we're there for like an hour and then we're like all right let's go to this party so we go to the party and uh we get there and we see that they're there so we're like all right let's stash all their shit in like a bush so we put all the shit in a bush and then we jenny and i were always really good at like being able to part ways at parties like not having to be like you know not having to be like hey we absolutely need to be you know <laughs> whatever like we, we just I I like going to parties with people like that like that we don't have to be like attached to the hips like we're both like independent enough that we can go make friends but we also won't leave each other so we part ways and we're off doing our own thing and like I don't know an hour and a half later we find each other and she goes girl we have a problem and I was like what she was I was just talking to the guys they don't live in that house anymore they moved we just stole a bunch of shit from some stranger's house. We were like in their house eating chips, peeing, like doing whatever the fuck we wanted, right? Because without there were our buddies. And we're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And we're so drunk. We're like, we'll just figure it out in the morning. So we get up in the morning. We drive over to the house. We knock on the door. We have all this stuff. We're so hungover. We, we knock on the door. 
a guy answers the door and I'm sure he wasn't as attractive as I am as my memory tells me he was, but he was like in his underwear on like a Calvin Klein model and his girlfriend is behind him and she's like in her underwear and she's a Calvin Klein model too. They're probably not as hot as I picture them in my head, but like the hotter, like hot people make everyone nervous. Right. So like we like see, and he's like, hi, can I help you? And we both just stared at him and then we just pushed all of his shit into his hands and he like, like forced it all in his hands. He like grabbed it and he's like, what? And we're like, we're really sorry. And then we ran in her car. We drove off. And we never went looked back. So I guess I'm a criminal. Uh, petty theft makes you feel alive. Maybe that'll be what the episode is called. Um, well, we got through it. We got through it. I think this was fun. I just, I'm sorry. I've been, uh, this isn't really my, my head just hurts my friends. Hopefully, I don't know. I'm not look. I'm not betting on many answers. Maybe my body will just eventually correct itself. I have been drinking a lot of water. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of water. Just doing the best I can, but uh, low energy tonight, but we will be back next week. Uh, my poop scoop, it's not poop, but it's peeing pants. Because again, I'm out of poop scoops, guys. I'm out of poop scoops. I have had really bad diarrhea the last like six days. I think I need to go to the doctor. Maybe I'm just sick. Maybe that's what's happening. Like, it's like my body knows. It's like my body is like, hey, you don't have anywhere to be today. All right. We're not going to poop at all. Nowhere to be tomorrow. We won't poop for two days. Sweet. Oh, wait, you have somewhere you have to be that it's just going to be outhouses for 48 hours. Awesome. We'll give you diarrhea and it won't stop and it'll be an emergency every single time. I really do feel like we should have... there's like something weird and like bedrooms really dark and there's like a big little black thing on the thing. And I keep thinking it's Lucy and it's not, and it's creeping me out because it looks alive, but it's just shorts. Um, <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind. Uh, but I, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. It, I, I think as a society, just like with like COVID now, right? Like with COVID it's like, how many times are people actually feeling symptoms or been exposed and cancel plans versus uh, they're just using it as an excuse to not go, right? Like, I feel like we should as a society be like, yo, we're not going to do that. Like, we're going to believe each other because no one is going to be lying if this happens, right? I feel like we all should have that with pooping because hear me out. How many times, like uh, my job on Friday and Saturday, Friday, I was just on time, but I, I wanted to be early, right? I was just on time, but I, I, and the whole way there, I was like kind of beating myself up and I'm like, well, you didn't do anything. You got up on time. You got all your stuff done. I did yoga and shit. Like I was like on it, but then I had really, really bad diarrhea. Like I couldn't stop. I am going to, I think I'm going to, I think I gotta go to the doctor again. Uh, I'm going to wait until after this lung test and see what, you know, what's next. I don't know. Um, just, I, I don't think you're supposed to have this bad a diarrhea for more than like two days in a row without calling a doctor. That might be why my head hurts. Cause I'm so dehydrated. Um, oh, my cat is laying completely on his back. You guys, I love this animal. Uh, so what am I saying? Oh, so yeah. Like, I feel like we should have like a lemon law, you know? where you're like, oh, I'm going to be late because of poop, like poop law. And they're like, what? And you're like, poop law. I can't poop law. You, I can't, you know, I can't say like, it's like, it's like, it was because sometimes you just have an emergency. You know what I mean? Like I worked at that nightclub for a while and my manager, I texted her once and I had really bad diarrhea and I was going to be on time, but I was going to be late because I had to stop to poop. And it was either 
risk it, put my pants and then be even more late because I'd have to turn around. At that point, I would just lie and say I got in a car accident, right? I wouldn't be like, oh, I pooped my pants. Actually, I probably would just say I pooped my pants. One time I had an eyelash malfunction when I was going to a show. And so I had to stop and buy eyelash glue. And I thought that was really embarrassing because it was really prissy to be like, yeah, my eyelash glue. So I told the producer of the show that I sharded and I had to turn around. (laughs) And she was like, oh my God. And I was like, yeah, I was trying to come up with something better, but I was just like, honestly, the truth is just, it's like the truth is just so embarrassing that it's just obviously I'm not lying. And she's like, no, you could have just said you were running behind. (laughs) And that later that night, I was like, I could have just said I was running behind. Why was I more comfortable with this woman thinking I shit my pants than I was? I don't know. I just feel like you can't argue with shitting pants. There's no argument there. Someone's like, I shit my pants. You're like, yeah, it's fine. You were late because no one wants to shit their pants. But yeah, I feel like we should be able to have like a code word where we're like, hey, yeah. So I text my manager and I was like, hey, um, I was on time. There's no way to say this. I'm sorry for the too much information. Remember too much Kim information that I was going to pull out for the first like couple of episodes. Maybe we'll bring that back. Uh, too much information, but I have really bad diarrhea and I'm stuck on the toilet. I will get there as, as soon as I can. And she wrote a thumbs up and I got there and she like wouldn't look me in the eye for a while. I'm like, would you rather like she, cause she also was really mad if you were like any amount of late, right? Any amount of late, she was mad. And so like, I was, I was like, I have no, like if you're like a second, if it turned six o'clock and you weren't right there, she was mad. Right. So I was like, I, this is a legit excuse. I don't know. Send me your poop scoops guys. I can't, I don't want to poop my pants for this, but I will. I've been threatening that for like 50 episodes. I'll do it. Uh, send me a poop scoop. Kim Crawlspace at gmail.com. K-Y-M-K-R-A-L space S-P-A-C-E at gmail.com. And I'm one lucky broad. You know, I am. I do feel good. I'm glad I did this. I'm one lucky broad. I have you guys every week that listen and join in this this little crawlspace community. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, you know the drill. If you could leave a review, that'd be awesome. Share it with someone if you think that they would get a laugh out of it or even get something out of it. Um, I have a Patreon now. You can support the show in that way if you want. Um, I would love it. I appreciate all my Patreon subscribers. It means a lot to me. You get a couple of extra bonus episodes and you get, um, you'll be getting your, uh, episode early, a week early every week now, starting today. Um, so, uh, so tonight the episode for next week will be, on Patreon, or you can just wait for it to come out next Wednesday, whichever you want to do. Uh, if you have, if you haven't yet and you want to, you can buy my book, kimcrawl.com or go to Amazon confessions of a recovering party girl. Uh, follow me on TikTok. I'm going to really, I'm really trying to figure out my, my niche on TikTok. Um, it's, 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 it's hard to keep up with it, but I'm going to do it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Thanks for listening to me, bitch. Um, I'm not in a great place, mental space right now. And I think that's just because my head hurts, my ankle hurts, and I can't exercise. And, you know, there's a lot of... And also, be nice to each other. Of course, I'm not not in a great mental place right now. The world's on fire in more ways than one. And it's just really fucking scary out there. So be kind, be kind, be kind. And I will talk to you all soon. I love you. Bye. Bye.